Hey, Jennifer. Hey. Can't believe the school is starting again. I know, the summer keeps getting shorter and shorter. Late again. When will the bus driver ever get us here on time? Who knows? Well, I'll see you at break. Bye. Hello everyone, welcome to Whiteboard Talks. My name is Alexa Duran. And my name is Jennifer Valdez. Thanks for joining us as we talk about the American education system and some of the weirdest schools around the globe. That's right. So without further ado, let's discuss the foundations of what Americans call education. To start off, the idea of education began to spread that childhood should be the time for learning, and schools for children were developed as places of learning. The idea and practice of public education was developed in Europe from the early 16th century to the 19th century. Even though they were around at an early time, school wasn't free. Only the wealthy could afford to send their children to school, or at least to hire a private tutor. Not to mention, public schooling in the South was not widespread until the Reconstruction era after the American Civil War. Early public schools in the United States didn't focus on academics, like math or reading either. Instead, they taught the virtues of family, religion, and community. Girls, however, were usually taught how to read, but not how to write. With all of these schools that seemed exclusive to the wealthy, you might think that we've come a long way since then. But if you look closely, schools haven't changed at all. Richard Williams, better known by his stage name, Prince E.A., is an American rapper, spoken word artist, music video director, and rights activist from St. Louis, Missouri. In his video, I Suit the School System, he talks about the many issues with how schools haven't evolved since the 16th century. I did a background check on you and let the record show that you were made to train people to work in factories, which explains why you put students in straight rows, nice and neat, tell them sit still, raise your hand if you want to speak, give them a short break to eat, and for eight hours a day, tell them what to think. Oh, and make them compete to get an A, a letter which determines product quality, hence grade A of meat. I get it. Back then, times were different. We all have a past. I myself am no Gandhi. But today, we don't need to make robot zombies. The world has progressed. And now we need people who think creatively, innovatively, critically, independently, with the ability to connect. You can tell his video proposes a very strong argument about how horrible the school system is. It is very compelling. And if we could, we would show you the entire clip. But feel free to check out his video on YouTube for the entire argument. As Albert Einstein once said, Everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. For those of you who are students, always remember, you're more than just a number in a ranking system or a test score. We can continue all day about all the negative and high anxiety and depression rates students have with the pressure of school, but let's move on to a more uplifting side of education. Now that we've got the depressing facts out of the way, Let's explore the many odd school systems of the world, starting with a country that ranks number one in education every single year, Finland. Finland tops the list every year as being a country renowned for such an unorthodox education system. Many experts worldwide have tried to work out whether what Finland is doing in their schools is completely right or completely wrong. With this country topping the education charts year upon year, it seems that what we're doing could be spot on. So what makes them so unorthodox? Firstly, children do not start school until they are 7 years old and rarely will take any exams or have to do homework until they are teenagers. 
All children are taught in the same classrooms, and there is just one mandatory test taken when they reach the age of 16. This has meant that the difference between the strongest and the weakest students are the smallest in the world, with 66% of them going to college and 93% of them graduating high school. It seems as though the Finnish education system takes everything most of the Western world does and turns it upside down. It also seems as though this method is working. It probably also helps that teachers have the best of the best and are given the same status as doctors and lawyers in Finland. If you hated going to school five days a week, then you should have gone to school in France. In most of these schools here, you only have to attend for four days a week, with Wednesday as a day of rest. Imagine you work hard Monday and Tuesday, do nothing on Wednesday, and go back Thursday and Friday. Then it's the weekend again. Despite it seeming quite unproductive, the French have had this four-day school week for a very long time. It doesn't seem to be doing them any harm. Some schools in France, however, believe that you should be learning five days a week, and that is why some students will go to school on Saturday. That's right, Saturday schools. <laughs> Wednesday is a day off for most students in France. It is an old tradition that has never really ended. If you go to a small French village or town, you will notice that even the local convenience stores is closed on a Wednesday. School days are a lot longer in France. However, with most children finishing at 5.30 p.m. instead of 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. like in other countries, it means they'll generally have the same amount of lessons as those that are educated five days a week. Now, how many letters are in your alphabet? If you're listening to this and it's your first language, then it's probably going to be 26. Now imagine having hundreds, if not thousands, of letters to learn at school. That's exactly what happens in Japan. Japanese school children have to learn several scripts in order to be able to read and write. First of all, children will learn the hiragana script, which contains 46 different characters. Each of these characters are used for words that have a Japanese origin and are extremely useful for reading and writing. Several strokes are used just to create each of the 46 characters meaning that children have to practice and repeat each one before perfecting it. Next comes katakana, which is mainly used for names, places, and words of a foreign origin. This script consists of another 46 characters and tends to be easier to master than hiragana. Next up in kanji, which consists of around 2,000 most commonly used characters, most people will need to learn about 100 of them that are most used before being able to write basic sentences. Finally, there is Romanji, which is the romanization of Japanese characters. And you thought learning 26 letters was bad. Wait, we know that you're thinking. The US has a normal education system, right? That may be the case for the majority of the country, but you may be surprised to find out that there are dozens of bizarre learning methods around the world. There are several big universities and colleges in the U.S. that offer some extremely unorthodox ways of learning, along with some truly strange courses. Here are just a few of the ones we mean. Elvish. Learn how to speak elf like your favorite characters from Lord of the Rings at the University of Wisconsin. How to win a beauty pageant. Thought that all beauty queens were uneducated? Think again, as you can actually go to Oberlin College, Ohio and learn how to win a beauty pageant. The meaning of life. People are always talking about trying to find the meaning of life, but one of the U.S. colleges already teaches it. Rhode Island School of Design offers a philosophy course that focuses on what life really means. Introduction to Wines. They say that college life is all about getting drunk and going to parties. No more so if you take the Introduction of Wines course at Cornell University in New York. Just like the U.S., the U.K. is no stranger to bizarre learning methods and even stranger college courses. 
At Staffordshire University, students used to be able to learn and study about the world-famous soccer player David Beckham. That is, until the newspapers went wild and Professor Ellis Cashmore changed the course to encompass soccer culture as a whole. Not a big soccer fan? Don't worry. As Durham University offers a unit called Harry Potter and the Age of Illusion within their education studies course. Learn all about muggles, magic, and even the prejudice that surrounds Gryffindor and Slytherin. It isn't just college courses that are bizarre education systems in the UK. However, as primary schools are getting stranger, more and more independent schools have been popping up all over the UK that offer a unique way for your child to learn. Don't want your child to learn the alphabet and instead play up until the age of 12? There's a school for that. Want your child to learn only through technology? There's a school for that too. Far more unorthodox learning methods are creeping out of the woodwork in the UK, may which seem to be taking a leaf out of Finland's education book. As a third world country, the education system in Ghana is very different to what we may see in the Western world. Although much of what the children learn may be similar to what we are we were taught as kids, the way things are done can be very different. Ghanaian schools are all taught in exactly the same way, with a unified national curriculum for the entire country. That means that children get the same textbooks by grade, no matter where in Ghana they go to school. That isn't the strange part though. What is weird is how they get by without the use of technology and modern equipment. As there are very few computers in Ghana and barely any internet access, many schools will share equipment with others. A local school may have two computers, which are then transported from place to place in order to ensure everyone gets their fair share. It also keeps them safe, as expensive equipment could get stolen from a school after hours. What's even more unique is that the children and teachers will carry their computers from school to school, on the top of their heads. Well, it is that most things are carried in Ghana, so why not? Moving on to our neighbors to the north, Canada has a fairly normal education system in the grand scheme of things. Although there are odd college classes here and there, like the UK and US. What we found odd, however, were the things that have been banned in Canadian classrooms. Strange rules and regulations have sprung up all over Canada, with various schools banning things that are quite frankly bizarre and unorthodox. In St. Joseph's High School, Ottawa, yoga pants are not allowed unless covered by a long shirt. They are adamant that these popular yoga pants are too tight around the front and back therefore causing distractions in class. Leggings and leggings are a no-no too. A school in Brampton, Ontario wins a award for the strangest ban of all time. Hugs are banned in Earthcliff Senior Public School. Yes, hugs. Their no loving, no shoving policy aims to cut down on violence and unwanted touching, but students were not impressed. Imagine not being able to hug your friends when you're having a bad day. Sounds like a recipe for disaster and a lot of social awkwardness. Luckily, the students staged a hug-in as a protest, and the ban has been lifted since. Finally, we have our country from down under, Australia. When it comes to an unorthodox college courses and strange things being banned, like many of our Western schools, Australia takes a prize every time. On the face of it, the Australian education system may seem pretty normal. It is also one of the best in the world. However, there are some strange things lurking underneath, and if you look closer, one of these things is in the Marahishi schools that have recently sprung up over Australia. Here, pupils can learn all about invisibility, flight, and clairvoyance, whilst developing their powers at the same time. 
It all sounds a bit like Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardy to us. You're a wizard, Harry. Australian schools are pretty keen to ban things too. Over the last few years, there have been rules against hugging. Maybe they copied Canada. Hipster glasses, flapjacks, and loom bands, all found within schools around Australia. Unsupervised cartwheels on the playground at the latest school ban that has been enforced at Parisian Spring State School in Queensland. It isn't just cartwheels though. Handstands or any type of gymnastic activity cannot be carried out without supervision. Parents have gone mad, saying that kids should be allowed to be kids, which includes falling over and scraping their knees. With all of these weird schools across the globe, it makes us wonder, what type of changes can we make to our schools? To answer this question, we went to one of Bravo's finest teachers. So the current changes that can possibly take place at Bravo in order to improve our current academic system is first, uh, common strategies that are utilized and taught to students content-wide. Uh, so if, for example, in English class they're using a current strategy such as an annotation skill, it could also be implemented in social studies and also in science and other content areas that can also benefit from the same strategy. In addition to common strategies, I feel a uniform grading system would also help not only teachers but students so they're clear on the expectations and there's more uniform across all content areas or perhaps by department so in English class maybe we can make assessments a certain percentage or essays a certain percentage and presentations and that would just provide students more clarity and teachers also more direction on how to focus on specific standards. And that concludes this episode of Whiteboard Talks. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast. Until next time, happy learning.